Hi everyone, welcome to the Restoring Rapport Podcast. My name is Seth Hensley and this is a show dedicated to young believers pursuing the goal of healthy marriage and family. You know, we live in a world where getting married and starting a family is far too often postponed for longer than God designed and pushed to the back burner in favor of less important things. But the good news is that it doesn't have to stay this way. As young believers, we have the choice to prioritize what matters most in our lives every day and to live face to face with God and others. Every Thursday and Sunday on this show, I'll be sharing research conducting interviews and reviewing articles on the importance of marriage and family for society. I'll also be releasing exclusive content such as spoken word poetry, allegorical short stories, and bonus episodes for subscribers. Friends, God did not set us up to live life alone. The truth of the matter is that every minute of your adult life that you wait to marry is a minute of your life that you're not spending with your life partner. While some might be content to live with the consequences of this arrangement, I would argue that those who wish to spend as much of their life as possible with their mate are perfectly within reason and soundness of value to do so. It is my deepest hope that this podcast inspires Generation Z to pursue marriage, become the best spouses and parents the world has ever seen, serve with furious intentionality, love well, and discover the joy of hanging the moon for another. To access my sources, subscribe to the show, or get your copy of my latest book, visit anchor.fm slash seth hensley or check out the show notes of each episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 187 of the Restoring Report podcast. We're super excited for the content we got planned out for you guys today. As always, this is a podcast about keeping marriage and family as central goals for young believers and prioritizing relationship in a world of many distractions. And today we are going to be reviewing a video by Ben Shapiro, who we have actually not reviewed much on the show before, but he came out with a recent video uh, that is right up the alley of the show. Uh, it is entitled Do Not Take This Red Pill. And for those of you who are not aware, there is a new movement entitled the Red Pill Movement of uh, a lot of young men in particular who are typically right-leaning, who have come to the conclusion that marriage is no longer a good idea for men. And um, uh, highly disagree with this this idea, uh, very in opposition to this idea as a show on the importance of not only getting married when it comes to your health and the health of, health of those around you, um, but as a young man with an experience myself, I, a very good experience with marriage so far, guys. I mean, it is a wonderful thing. Uh, one of the, I mean, outside of my relationship with God, the best thing, the best decision that I've made. Uh, you know, I mean, it's just uh, tremendous, uh, tremendous move. I mean, it has been wonderful, uh, fixed so many problems for me. Um, just the, definitely what I would argue is the way God intended for me to live my life on this earth. Um, so I just, it, I'm, I'm always in shock when I hear somebody, you know, coming down hard against the idea that marriage is not a good idea for men in particular, who from based, based on the stats that I've seen and the stories that I've seen get the most benefit from marriage, like maybe even more than women. Like it's, like just to quote you a couple statistics off the top of my head from David Brooks, uh, men who marry um, make more money. Uh, they die later in life. They uh, are are more healthy physically. Uh, alcohol and drug abuse are less common with married men than with single men. Uh, single men die sooner. Uh, they abuse drug and alcohol, drugs and alcohol more. Um, they make less money. They are they're more at risk of cardiovascular disease. They die uh, more when it comes to serious operations. Um, there's just the the laundry list goes on. They're more mentally healthy. They're more emotionally healthy. The list self-reportedly, they're all these things are uh, studies that I've read. The sources and the links to them will be in the show notes. Most of them are by Pew Research Center. Some are by the CDC. Uh, and other resources, but I would encourage you guys to check those out if you are thinking I'm just making these numbers up. I'm not. Uh, men are happier and healthier uh, through 
according to the majority uh, of studies that I've seen on the subject. In addition to this, I don't think that studies are, you know, 100% um, the only way that we can discover truth. <laughs> I think that you can simply just take a look at the healthiest people around you in your life and examine your own personal story and ask yourself the question, is marriage a good idea based on that, what I see? And, and when I do that, I see a lot of people who have, um, you know, wonderful, wonderful lives. And all the people that I know who I would, you know, if I had to pick somebody in my life, um, if I had to borrow their life, I would always pick somebody who is married. And on top of that, I would pick somebody who has the best marriage, uh, because that is really the best way to live uh, when, it, when it comes right down to it. Most people are not capable of going without marriage, without a healthy romantic relationship and a permanent context with a woman um, without harmful consequence. They're not capable of going without that. It's really, uh, really very clear. So I'm, I'm always shocked when I hear people saying that it's not beneficial to men. And I think what they mean is there are um, financial risks and there are um, dangerous elements of how the legality of marriage works, how the government does marriage, the government's involvement, the state's involvement in marriage. Uh, I think that's typically what these guys are concerned about, which there may be some things where we can improve when it comes to um, the logistics side of marriage. But I would say that the benefits that you're going to adopt whenever you make that choice far outweigh uh, any imbalance um, that you're going to come across when it comes to the institution itself in the country today in the, in the modern day. So um, let's, without further ado, Lo, let's get right into it. See what Ben's take on the red pill movement is. And obviously based on the title, he's saying that it is not a good thing. Um, so let's see kind of what his reaction to it is. And then we'll address some of the arguments of the red pill movement. Well, folks, there is something called the red pill movement. It's sort of a far right movement that focuses in on saying the unstable. And now many of the red pilled have taken the position that it's bad for men to get married. A fascinating debate has broken out about the value of marriage. It's, it's really interesting. So there are a bunch of people on the so-called red-pilled right who have now suggested that marriage is bad for men, that men should not get married. Now, the case that they're making is not the liberal feminist case that basically men are useless and terrible and a woman needs a man like a fish needs a bicycle or anything like that. The case that they are making is that the stakes of marriage have been changed by things like no-fault divorce, custody arrangements, the, the child support payments and all the rest, spousal support that basically the legal regimen has made it not a bargain for men to get married. Now, I agree with, with the critique of all of those policies. I think no-fault divorce is a disaster area. I think that the child custody arrangements that, that basically always go to mom no matter what, that is, a, that is a serious problem. When you shift the incentive structure, there's a reason why the majority of divorces, the vast majority of divorces are now initiated by women. That, that is not because in the past women were were wildly abused and today they are wildly liberated what that really is is when you shift the incentive structure and it turns out that all the risk is now taken by men women are going to be the ones who actually activate and push that divorce button however the red pilled have taken it one step further and now they're telling young men you should not get married it's too dangerous to get married don't get married that's foolish that's foolish. Uh, 100% agree with his analysis there. Again, uh, the legal, the way that marriage works legally in this country when it comes to the state, when you go to the courthouse and you actually get the document uh, and enter into that marriage in the eyes of the law, um, not everything about the way that legally works might be fair. But again, just because there are imbalances in the modern way we do marriage does not mean that you can't, that you should, I'm sorry, uh, refuse to enter marriage and therefore miss out on all the benefits that marriage offers you as a man, right? 
Uh, marriage offers you tremendous benefit as a man. You get to wake up every day with a partner that has basically pledged her life to you and, sw- and vowed to you in front of God and a crowd of witnesses never to leave. I mean, let's talk about the significance of just that act alone. Um, most people today, guys, who are in romantic relationships, they can't even drag an answer out of their partner if they're going to be around tomorrow. I mean, uh, non-commitment is a real issue that it, that is, uh, I've personally experienced myself, uh, a lack of investment in the, re- in the relationship, a lack of commitment, uh, for, you know, being present in the future. Uh, these things are big, big deals. And you really can't have a trusting relationship with somebody if you don't know if they're going to be around when you wake up, you really can't. Um, so these are, these are things that, that marriage really does solve. These are problems that, uh, marriage does solve insofar as they can be solved. Now there is always a chance that your spouse will leave you. Yes. But would you rather take a spouse who has made the vow or, or a partner who hasn't made any promise at all? Guys, are you risking more to take a spouse who makes a vow in front of God and people and embraces consequences and lawyer fees and a lot of time in court should she choose to withdraw from a marriage or are you going to take the risk of a woman who basically can't even tell you what her feelings will be in the future? I mean, it's it's very simple, guys. If you think the risk of divorce is high, you should see the risk of divorce of living with somebody or co- cohabiting with somebody or shacking up with somebody. You should see the emotional risk involved in that if they can't even tell you if they're going to stick around forever. I mean, there's no contest. In in the state of Ohio, according to the CDC, I think it's about 2.3 to 2.6 persons out of every 1,000 people will get a divorce, which is probably a lot lower than what you think based on the 50% divorce statistic that's floating around on the internet. And again, that 1,000 people does include uh, men, women, and children, um, and, and elderly, and even people who are not married. So um, it is higher than 2.3, you know, out of every thousand married couples, it's that, that thousand people is not married couples, but still, but still 2.3 to 2.6 people out of every thousand people will get a divorce. Um, but we're, we're worried about our partner leaving us in marriage, but nobody ever worries about their, nobody ever says anything. Nobody expresses concern about their partner, partner leaving in the context of a cohabiting relationship. But I mean, your heart's still involved at that point, right? I mean, if you're, if you're experiencing intimacy in this romantic relationship, then your heart's invested in the future of that relationship. And you are basically, um, just hoping that person doesn't bail, you know? Uh, so I would say that, um, you know, just avoiding marriage doesn't really, (laughs) doesn't really solve all the risks guys. Avoiding marriage doesn't solve all the risk. It actually multiplies the risks that you face as a man when it comes to romantic relationships. Okay. Avoiding marriage does not solve the risks of romantic relationships. It really reduces the risks of romantic relationships. Okay. And so without further ado, let's go ahead and see what else Ben Shapiro has to say, but I 100% agree with his analysis so far. So let's go through some of these arguments because they become very popular on the right. So let's start with Pearl Davis. So Pearl Davis is an anti-feminist who has uh, become pretty popular these days. A lot of people label her sort of a female Andrew Tate, although without the uh, checkered past. And uh, here is Pearl Davis talking about marriage. The trad cons, Daily Wire conservatives were are saying that Pearl's just a doom and gloomer who lies about stats, just focuses on the negatives, never the positives. And all the men complaining are just crybabies. And so one day he comes home and he finds out that his wife had called the police on him and told them that the first time they hooked up 10 years ago, he um, he had quote unquote raped her. 
And the truth of the matter is when a man has children, they're not his kids. A man has no way to have children and those kids be actually his. They're always what? hers because the courts give the women custody 90% of the time and rich men are really the only ones that have the money to fight it and the time. So I, I ask the Daily Wire, Jeremy Boeing, Matt Walsh, um, are, is this just crybabies? Are they just, are they just, they're crybaby, weak men who don't man up and want to risk that? So, you know, it's interesting because instead of demanding that the laws change and demanding women face repercussions for doing this stuff, you guys demand that men need to step up and take part in a system that discriminates against them. You say, oh, find a girl that prays, she won't do it. But, and I had this thought too. Until I found a Muslim girl that did the same thing. I found a Christian girl that did the same thing. I found a Catholic girl. It's happening all over. Whether you want to believe it or not, it is happening. Um, what I would say in response to that is she's acting like men um, embrace some huge risk when it comes to losing their own children and all their assets for no other reason than a woman's uh, you know, testimony. Um, and while it is true that divorce courts favor women in a lot of ways, and I'm sure that statistic that she gave might have some truth to it, I would say that it is absolutely possible to pick a woman who is not going to do any of those things. You just have to be very careful in your in your selection. And so, again, I would the question I would ask Pearl is, are you encouraging men to give up all the benefits that getting married offers them in favor of just avoiding that risk of, of, of losing their their children and their assets should they pick a woman who is not that good? Hi guys, this is just a quick reminder that you can use the link in the show notes to send me a voice message with a comment or a question. Are you going to encourage men to give up all the plethora of benefits that marriage offers them just because there's a risk that a woman will do bad things to them if a man marries a bad woman? I mean, it's there's no question there. There's no question there. You be careful in your selection of a mate. You make sure that your wife's not going to do that. And I don't care if you can give me there. Of course, there are, are women from every religion who will do this to a man uh, because people are broken, right? Uh, including women. So you just have to be very careful in your selection of a mate. My spouse would never do that to me. And I can say that with confidence because there are things you can look for guys early in a relationship to know whether or not a woman will actually do these things, right? There are things people think people act like you, you can never know the future. And I, and I see there's some truth to that. I don't want to discount that you can never know the future. They say, well, anything could happen. Well, yeah, I guess anything can happen, but there's a, there's a pretty darn large number of things I can do to ensure that those things won't happen with, you know, pretty much 99% certainty. I mean, it's, it's, you're, you, you've, there's a point where min, you've minimized the risk of, you know, losing, losing in these ways so much that it's really not that much of a risk. There are bigger risks in your life that you need to worry about, right? I'm not concerned about my wife taking half my assets, half my assets and my children uh, one day because she wakes up mad at me. I'm not concerned about that. I'm not concerned about that. Um, and, and the reason I'm not concerned about that is because I spent a lot of time and consideration on the person that I married, because I do know that it is a permanent living situation. I do know that it is one of the most serious decisions I will ever make. And so I put a lot of time and thought into it. And the more time and thought you put into it, guys, the better your result is going to be. You don't want to go into this, these things unprepared. You don't want to go into these things not knowing your partner. Yes, but it's also very important to um, 
you know, not just go into them, period. You shouldn't just give up. My point is you shouldn't give up all the benefits that getting married young offers you or not. I'm sorry, getting married, period, offers you just because there's risk involved. Again, if you had that attitude with anything, you would never be successful. If you if you went if you get went into basketball and um, you wanted to be really good at the game and you weren't willing to go through any risk or hardship, then you're never going to be good at the game. It's the same thing with marriage. You're never going to have a fully, um, you know, healthy and, and and flourishing romantic life if you're unwilling to go through the risks of, you know, being in relationship with a woman. What what's the alternative? <laughs> what's the alternative to you know, what Pearl's describing here. Uh, she's, she's encouraging men not to get married. Okay. So the alternative is waking up every morning alone or with a person who, uh, not only do I not know that well, but really I'm just engaging in a sexual act with, without any intimacy. So all of my sexual acts do not include any emotional involvement or knowledge of this person. Um, so I'm waking up alone or with somebody that, you know, doesn't really love me every day. Uh, I'm never going to have children and grandchildren in, in the context of a stable relationship. And I might, you know, be a baby daddy and have children across the country in different ways that I have no connection with. But again, I'm not going to have the joys of fatherhood. I'm not going to have the joys of grandfatherhood. I'm not going to have grandchildren. I'm not going to leave behind any kind of lasting legacy after I die. After I die, what's going to happen is there's going to be nothing in the entire world outside of my immediate friends. Uh, and they're dying pretty much right beside me. So outside of that, there's nothing in the world that I'm leaving behind um, you know, a value. Nobody's going to even remember that I was here. I mean, that's, that's the alternative that she's proposing. And she's, she's proposing that alternative all because she's afraid or she's fighting for men, um, who are afraid of risk. They're afraid of risk. Well, let me tell you something, guys who are a little afraid of risk. Every good thing in life involves risk. You've got to get over that. And I say that as a guy who does not like risk. I am not a risk risk taker. I am a safety guy. Okay. Um, but if you want to encounter anything good in life, most things that are good in life involve risk guys. And they're always worth it. They're always worth it. The, I'm telling you this on the other side of marriage. It is so worth the risk that I took, um, you know, when I met Lainey and, and began to pursue her, the risk of being rejected there on the other side of marriage, the risk of being rejected is so worth, uh, it. Guys, it is so worth, marriage makes all the risks that you take in singleness uh, worth it. It really does. You've got to learn that risk is not a bad thing. It is, it's hard, it's hard to do, but but in the end, um, all the risks that you're taking in, in getting married are worth it because of the joys and the benefits that marriage brings you. So I, I really do not like what this this woman is saying. I actually hadn't heard of just pearly things until, you know, I think a couple months ago. Um, despite her, her plethora of opinions on the internet about marriage. So um, just really disagree with this. And I think, I think Ben Shapiro will do, will, will as well. So let's go ahead and see what he has to say. I don't care about your religion. I don't care about your church. This happens everywhere. Okay, so the argument that she's making against it, all these marital policies, those are, those are correct arguments. And nobody is disregarding the pain of men who have been wrongfully victimized under these circumstances where the incentive structure is completely stacked against them. That is true. However, the benefits yes. of marriage are still unbelievable. It does matter who you marry. To pretend that there is no difference between the person that you marry, that it's happening with Christians and Muslims, and, and it's all the same, that's statistically yes, untrue. Exactly. There are things that you can do to mitigate against the risk of divorce, and the person that you marry is the chief mitigation. The, the truth is that in the Jewish community, we always have a backup plan in the sense that every marital contract is a mm. prenup. 
every marital contract is a prenup, right? A, a Jewish ketubah is a prenup. It guarantees certain levels of spousal support, for example. If you if you give a get, then it, it, it makes prior arrangements and all the rest. But one of the th- throwing out the baby with the bathwater is not the solution. So how about both? Mm. How about we revise the system of law? But also, yeah. in the meantime, you Correct. do need to find a spouse and get married to her. And if what it requires for you to to feel comfortable doing that is to shift away from the state mandated law and toward a contract arrangement, then then do that as well. Right? We can have churches that's fine. Uh, really like kind of where he's taking it. Ben's basically saying that, OK, yeah, there it's not a perfect system. The way we do it isn't perfect. Uh, definitely fight for change on that front. Nobody is discounting the legal um, you know, imbalance between men and women when it comes to risk uh, upon entering a marriage. But he's saying that you shouldn't just take all of those factors and say, because of that, I'm not getting married. Because what you're doing is really shooting yourself in the foot. You're you're choosing to um, reject all of the benefits that marriage entails simply because you are afraid of the risk. Um, and again, there are things he, exactly like he said that you can do to minimize that risk. It's not like there's nothing you can do other than guess and you can sort of luck of the draw it. Uh, fly by the seat of your pants into a marriage and have no idea whether or not your partner is going to leave you. That is not how uh, it works. Again, I was, I've been in relationships with women where I was totally not confident that they were, uh, you know, going to be around the next day. I've, I've, and, and again, those relationships, I would highly advise you never just to enter, just avoid them altogether. If you're not confident in a woman's ability to stick around, if you're not confident in a woman's ability to match your investment level and commitment level, uh, don't get in a relationship with her. Just totally, totally stay clear. Uh, whoever you begin entering a relationship with when it comes to dating needs to be match your investment, match your commitment, match your intentions, and match your uh, trust. If, they, if she doesn't match you in all of those things, then you are making what I would say is a foolish errand, uh, a, fool's, a fool's decision that's basically you're heading for a train wreck, an emotional train wreck, because you're going to get attached and, and begin uh, being very invested and committed to this relationship, and, and she is not. So at any moment, she could bail, and then suddenly you're going to have to go through the heartbreak of that separation. Right, so somebody has to match your in, in interest level. They have to match your investment level. They have to ma- match your commitment level. Um, and again, I would highly recommend you guys find somebody who who is all of those things. And do not, please, do not enter a relationship with, with a woman who does not have those things. And once you do, though, guys, once you find a woman who has those things for you, I promise you, you know, her leaving is the last thing on your mind. Because you leaving is also the last thing on your mind. And if you're willing to enter a marriage where a marriage is basically saying, I don't care how we feel. I don't care how I feel in the future. I'm not leaving this relationship. We're going to do whatever it takes to work through whatever problem arises. And if she has the willingness to say the same thing, my gosh, I like your chances. I really do. It's, it's really an encouraging thing, guys. And that right there is what it takes to minimize the risk of divorce. Is, is knowing that, first of all, knowing that you, not leaving yourself any wiggle room, you should have zero, zero, zero um, intention or ability to withdraw uh, from a marriage without harm, harmful consequence. And you should swear that in front of God and everywhere and everyone around you. That is what a, a marriage is, right? It's a vow. It's a promise. It's saying, yes, I am not going to leave you until the day that I die, no matter what, for these reasons and these reasons and these reasons. Even if any of those things happen, I will not leave this relationship, right? And if both people are willing to say that, that is, first of all, a huge risk minimizer when it comes to being left, right? A huge risk minimizer. People really don't realize this, guys. If I'm going to leave you with one thing in this video, it's going to be this. People think that there's a 50% risk that their marriage will work out, or they think that there's a 50% chance that they will get divorced upon entering a marriage. 
what they don't realize is that they're multiply whatever risk there is of divorce in a marriage by 50. And that's the risk that you're choosing when you engage in romantic, intimate relationships outside the context of marriage, right? That's what you're doing. You're engaging in close, intimate, powerful, romantic connections with people with zero indication from these people that they will even stick around when there's a problem that comes up, which it will. Multiply whatever the divorce risk is post-marriage by 50. And that is the risk that you are choosing to live with. It should you live with somebody who is engaging in romantic relationships with you without the indication that they will stick around forever. Okay. And that's kind of what I want to leave with you guys today. Be very, very careful about that. Make sure your partner, again, this is my own personal story. You've got to make sure your partner matches your investment level, your commitment level. Uh, or you should not be in a relationship with that person. Because again, what will happen is you will get your heart broken. And I promise you guys, I'm living right now in the most safe, trusting marriage I have ever seen in my life. Um, I'm, I'm so grateful to God for the woman that I found. I have never been more confident in a, in a woman's investment and commitment to me as a man. It's just... Guys, when you have that, when you have that safety, that feeling of safety and trust that your woman is in it for the long haul, there's no comfort like that. A weight just leaves your shoulders, I mean, upon upon putting that ring on her finger when, when she puts her ring on yours. I mean, it really does. When you sign that document, I mean, it just multiplies your trust by 50 million bajillion percent. <clears throat> So again, I, I, I'm saying this as again, as a married man, marriage is 100% worth it. it. comes with tremendous benefits that again, you can see in the statistical front in the link in the show notes. I will include those if you'd like to check them out for yourself, but also just my personal story, guys. I am so, I feel so confident in my future and my relationship with my spouse because I know uh, that my wife is going to stick around through hard things. I know that she is invested in me as I'm invested in her. And those things that marriage has offered me uh, just cannot be replaced by any other romantic relationship or living situation that I've ever been able to find, guys. So I hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you have, reach out and let me know what you thought of it. Through the link in the show notes, you can send me a personalized audio voice message giving me thanks, questions, comments, feedback, your story, an alternate perspective, anything at all. I love to hear from you guys. Makes me feel super connected to you as audience members, and it makes the podcasting system two way. And you can also follow the Restoring Report podcast on Instagram and Facebook if you're interested in the content we post there as well. So thank you guys so much for listening today, and we will talk to you next time.